Welcome to Miami Valley Church. We are a community of people who want to get the good news of Jesus Christ out to the valley and all over the world. But instead of doing it our way, we're asking God, how would you have us love and share Jesus? Right where you have placed us. The first step in doing this is by trusting the Lord and doing good. As this valley and this world are desperate for hope, we want to point them toward Jesus. Not to make ourselves or even our church name famous, but to make Jesus known. To accomplish this vision and to fulfill the mission God has given Miami Valley Church. We are seeing that it doesn't require a typical church building, but it does require us to make Jesus known right here in our heart, which goes into our home, overflows into our neighborhoods, into our communities, and all over this valley, all throughout the ends of the earth. We want to be a church not known for its building, but a church who is building a community of people who trust the Lord and do good. Wherever God would have us. We want to be a church not known for the number of followers we have on social media by making our own names famous, but by making Jesus known with every resource that he gives us. So that's who we are. That's what we're about. And we're so glad that you are here to join us. Hey, welcome to Miami Valley Church. Thank you so much for inviting us into the church that's meeting in your home this morning. That's right. Pastor Wilders and I are so excited to be with you today as we hit pause on our series through it all. If you're, this is your first Sunday, we know every Sunday is somebody's first Sunday. Uh, we're going through the Bible uh, cover to cover as we're looking through it all, how Jesus is a very dominant theme in every book of the Bible. Yes. But today we wanted to stop and just remind ourselves that in the fall of 2019, that God gave us uh, this verse as a verse for the decade of the 20s. And it was this, Psalm 37.3 trust the Lord and do good. And as we've been praying this last year together, uh, God, how would you have us love and share Jesus with this valley? We know that it goes beyond this valley. It starts in our hearts, it moves to our homes, into our neighborhoods, to this valley, to our state, uh, to the neighboring states, across this country and across the world, that we just have to do everything we can to share and show the love of Jesus so that we can make Jesus known. Yes. And last weekend, uh, we had the invitation from a friend of mine and a friend of Miami Valley Church to come up uh, to that state up north. I think it's okay to go ahead and call it Michigan, right? To come up to the Church of Michigan just outside of Detroit, the Commonwealth of Faith Church, and see what God was doing in that pastor's life and through that pastor and through the ministry. And it's so important uh, that it reminds us that uh, we get to partner uh, with other ministries and other people who love Jesus and are making Jesus known in their neighborhoods and in their communities as well. And we think it's so important to, to take a minute to remind ourselves, because even as we saw Esau's story last week, we saw that the folly of Esau was just inattention to God and how when he was exhausted and he was famished and he became weary, that he gave into one moment of madness. And the scriptures are abundant with this call for us to do good. In fact, Paul, as he's writing to the house churches that are meeting around the region of Galatians, Galatians chapter 6, verses 9 and 10, he, he reminds us, uh, let us not uh, lose heart in doing good, for in due season we will reap it if we do not grow weary. And then he says this in verse 10, he says, uh, so then, with every opportunity, let us do good to everyone, especially those who are of the household of faith. Mm -hmm. And so we wanna take the next few minutes and show you how you, as Miami Valley Church, through your abundant generosity, are doing good, not just here, but in Michigan as well. So you watch our interview with Pastor Torian Bridges. I have decided to follow Jesus I have decided to follow Jesus I have decided to follow Jesus no turning back no 
it is to be with my uh, brother and friend, the Reverend Torian Bridges here in Redford, Michigan, inside the facility uh, that God has given to the church that he has planted, uh, the Commonwealth of Faith. And over uh, the last couple of years, God has uh, brought Torian into my life. We were part of a coaching network uh, where we met remotely uh, once a month and oh, through that began to have a, a little bit of a friendship. We went to a conference from that coaching network and got to meet each other. And then through COVID, God has just uh, developed inside of us uh, a relationship and over the course of the year uh, years Torin has become to me uh, a brother a friend uh, a teacher uh, a mentor and he reminds me all the time that he's much younger than I am Very uh, much so. but <laughs> <laughs> absolutely <laughs> but he has taught me so much and he shared he bought me books through the last year and has had them delivered to my house and the favorite one that he sent to me was called the last blues preacher and brother inside that book uh, the pastor's talking about the church that he had, had started and, and led in Chicago and he talked about getting up in front of the church and talking about how that would have a fellowship but in that fellowship that it was also a kinship it's a and kinship I, and it's a friendship and a friendship and God has developed that inside both of us so I just wanted uh, our church to get a chance to meet uh, my friend Torian and to share part of his journey uh, so would you just kind of uh, bring us up to speed your church planner I'm a church planner and planted a church here in the area in 2017 in 2017 so would you just kind of walk us through that journey through that start and, and then how God brought you to this place so um I was called to ministry and I was going to try to do it the actual the actual safe way. I never <laughs> wanted to start a church, um, but it was just something that God had burdened me to do. And in 2017, um, a couple weeks before my son was born, um, we we started this, this actual church. And from 2017, we started having backyard 
Bible studies and that Bible studies turned into us having preview services. And then in 2018, the first Sunday in January 2018, that's when we really became a actual church. Um, this building we're sitting in, this 14,000 square foot building, was the former St. Robert's, St. Robert's Bellarmine Catholic Church here in Redford, here in Redford, Michigan, excuse me. And um, they were gonna tear it down. The Catholic Church had closed and we had to go through a six to seven month process to even save the actual building. And even even then we saved it. It was like trashed on the inside. But um, as you can see, we've, we've, we have done some amazing things here. Um, we actually feed, we have fed over 30,000 people through our actual outreach program and over 10 and a half million 10 and a half million pounds of groceries in the actual past year. Um, we just believe that God doesn't give you big things to actually just use them on, on actually you. And so we have turned this building inside out. We have a a a actual women's uh, a women's aerobics class. We do community events here. We rent it out for. Uh, for graduation parties, birthday parties. Obviously, there's not too much of that going on right now during the COVID, but you know, it's it's really what avenue can we get anybody to just come into the actual church? And that's, I mean, literally, we have turned it inside out in the past year. Um, for I think Christmas, we did over 68, 68 families, food, toys, and gifts. Thanksgiving, we did over 678, 20, 19 to 19 to 20 pound turkeys um, because we just believe that God plants churches so that that church could be an actual lighthouse. There's an old hymn, um, let your, let your lower lights be burning. And I'm not sure if you guys know that hymn, but it's a super old hymn. Um, but that's one of my favorite, uh, that's one of my favorite songs. And it says, uh, brightly beams are, brightly beams are Father's mercy from his lighthouse evermore. But to us, he, he gives the keeping of the lights along the shore. When this building closed down four years ago, this entire community, this lighthouse went dark. And I just believe that God planted Commonwealth here to turn the actual lights back on. That is a, amazing. And uh, Pastor Torin, you've uh, shared with us a part of the story. But as you began to uh, sense God's calling and leadership and uh, you planted the church somewhere else. Mm -hmm. But uh, one day you were out on a walk, right? Yep. So. Um, we were out walking my wife, my son, and I think Hannah may have been a couple weeks old. So we're talking about in the past two and a half years, um, we were out just walking, walking the grounds and we had noticed that it was closed. And, um, and my awesome wife says, wouldn't it be amazing if you were able to get this building? If say we were able to get this building? And I said, you know, I'm, I'm not able to do it because it costs too much, you know, we, you know, we don't have any money. And, uh, but as it turns out that we actually knew the 
actual owner that bought this building, bought the whole like school complex, the convent, the parsonage, the church. And when I reached out to him from many, many, many years ago, he said, absolutely. And so um, we've, like I said, we have been able to do some amazing things here. Um, I am thankful that God called us to be here. Yeah. And I'm thankful that there have been other people that that God has called to actually believe in us being here because right. that's really what really would actually help save the day. Like last year, I think Commonwealth raised $75,000 and we gave it all away. Yeah. And that doesn't happen just because God calls you. That happens because God called people that will believe in you. Right. One of the things our church for the last year has been praying is, God, how would you have us share and show the love of Jesus in our community, right there in, in our valley where we live? And it's obviously what you're doing here in, in Redford. And I know uh, as God's given you opportunities to speak and be on panels and some other things he's put in front of you, uh, you were asked a question re recently that just uh, hit you the wrong way to say it uh, in the least possible way I can mm -hmm. say it about, uh, I think the person asked you, from all the food ministry that you're doing, uh, watch your ROI. Yeah, yeah. And, and as you were sharing with us, a little bit earlier today would you just kind of share how that hits you and just why you do what you do the way you do it i mean the there's this there's this there's this brand new book that i'm reading and i'm going to send this one to the other time as well <laughs> and it's like how 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 corporate america has crept in to the actual church and i say that because everybody wants to know what's our roi on you know food or groceries or this that and the third and but no one asked what's the roi on laser light shows or like fog machines that we see in all these churches right. and, and and to me i don't believe that god cares about a fog machine right I, that's just my personal belief and I'm, I'm not saying that and I really hope you guys don't use fog machines. We don't use fog machines. See, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, remember how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, um, I believe God cares mostly about the absolute least loss and the left behind. Yeah. And as Christians, as joint heirs with Christ, it's that's the same thing we should care about. And so for me, the ROI question never really made sense to me because are we doing something that that are we modeling Jesus by giving away food by by actually giving others jobs and the answer is hex yes we are yeah and I say that and I said that to the guy I said you don't ask what's your ROI on this or that so why is it when it comes to actually being the actual church we always ask what's the ROI we have to learn to truly give to truly love to truly serve the same way Jesus did and that's a little a literal daily pouring out of one another absolutely right and so uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't give you a chance to talk about your shirt just a just a little bit but one of the things I want you to know about Pastor Torian is that he's a church planner uh, in the traditional 
church world, they would say he's bivocational. You have a 40 plus hour a week other job. I do have and, another side. In, in addition to this, you have a beautiful wife and two beautiful children, which is another full-time Another job, full-time. Right. And over the course of this last year, which uh, I, I share with people all the time, I don't think it mattered how old you were, how much education you had, COVID hit. None of us had been trained. None, none of us had any idea how to lead through this pandemic thing, but you constantly found, okay, found ourselves giving out and pouring out and pouring out. And that's one of the reasons our church has, has stopped and been praying this prayer. Okay, God, uh, how would you have us love and share Jesus with this valley? And we, we don't want to move too fast. But God's began to spoke, speak something into your heart and it's reflected on your, your short about prayer, work, and rest. Yes. Would you share that with our family? Um, in the past year, I've realized that as a actual leader, as a, as a husband, as a dad, as a pastor, I've been really reactionary. I mean, all of us have been reactionary the past year. We've just had to react to all of the changing things, whether it was tissue being out at, at, you know, over wherever, wherever it is that we shop, whether it was, you know, schools, schools being closed down when we have been reactionary so much so to the standpoint that we've had to make all of these choices right there in the moment. And we haven't prayed. And it, it really hit me that without prayer, work and rest, PWR, we don't have power. And so in the next couple months, in the next, uh, for the rest of the year, I'm really going to be modeling um, what that looks for. And that is a very intense system, if I can use the term for that, that models, you know, you pray, you work, but you have to get rest. You have to have the God kind of rest. In this world, we are literally connected to everything we want to be. And in those phones we carry, and shockingly, I don't have mine on me right now, you know, we are connected. We don't have downtime. And I don't believe that God called us not to have downtime, not to not have rest. Now, I'm not, I'm not, I am not anti-cell phone. I'm not anti-Instagram or social media. I'm just saying that sometimes we have to put things away and just rest. Here out here, hear God answer our prayers, speak to God in those silent times. And that's how we get our, our PWR, our power to go by day by day, week by week, month by month. That's absolutely right. And so I just love that as uh, again, our church has, has over the last year said the most important thing that we do is every Tuesday night is our, is our zoom prayer meeting that during this, we have to find that time to, to pray and do the work that God's called us to do, but find that rest and just find those new rhythms. And so just appreciate pastor, how you're modeling that, not just for your family, uh, which God has called you first and foremost to take care of your wife and beautiful children, but for your church family. And then for the rest of us that have a chance to just kind of peek in from the outside about what God's doing in you and through you. And so we just truly treasure that. Uh, it's been fun for me just uh, kind of from the outside to hear. And Pastor Torian has been so gracious with his time. So we're going to wrap up here. Uh, he actually has an opportunity to go do something today that I know he's really excited about. I'm so we, we need to let him go. Would you just kind of tell the folks where you're getting ready to go do? I'm getting ready to go pray for my alma mater 
college football team before the actual spring football game. So I'm like super stoked because I haven't been to a actual live football game. Well, no one has really. Right. You know what I mean? Right. In, in, in the past two years. So I'm excited yeah. to be going, going back home for just a little bit. And I'm, you know, and I'm excited to, to say very simply that it's in the colors that he's wearing and not those other colors from this other team that's up this way. I'm just so thankful we can agree on that. There right? we go. All right. Well, brother, one of the things I just would ask you to end with is uh, we're all experiencing online. We just never know who's watching as we're, as God's opening up these opportunities. And we're finding that every week that as people uh, join in, there are some who just simply don't know the good news of Jesus and, and what he came to do. And yes, he, he fed folks, but he came and he had a, had a, had an offer for something. And I would just ask if you just take a few minutes and share with uh, those that are watching the thing that unites us is what we believe about Jesus and who he is. And so would you just share Jesus with our folks for just a minute, please? I, I only have just a quick minute, but, but, but for me, it's really boiled down to this. Christ willingly came down here, lived the same life that we did, put skin in the game, suffered, bled and died so that even if everybody was saved and it was just you and I'm talking to the just you that's tuned in right now and it was just you if even I was saved if Jet was saved if Jasmine Tim and Autumn and Hannah and Hunter was saved and believe me and then you were the only person down here not doing the right things the same thing would have happened old folks would sing a hymn and say, I serve a risen savior. He's in the world today. I know that he is living, whatever men may say. There's somebody tuned in right now that are listening to whatever the world is saying. But in Christ's action, he showed redemptive love for just you. And that's the gospel for me. That a Friday he hung he dead. I mean, he he hung, he bled, and he died. Saturday, he was still dead. But when he got up Sunday morning, it was so that you can have access to an amazing, good, good father. Listen, right now, right now, whoever that one is, listen, Miami Valley is an amazing church led by an amazing people that I happen to call friends. I'm asking you to truly link up with an amazing, prayerful body of believers that have empathy, something that this world is really lacking. This friend of mine and the actual team there care. And we care about where you spend eternity. Jesus came just for you. Absolutely, brother. Thank you. And uh, if I could ask uh, one more favor, would you just pray for those that are watching now for God to speak for them to make the decision that God's spirit's already putting in their heart? Would you pray for them? Let us now pray. Father, we are so amazed that yet you have done it again. You have brought two amazing brothers together that you have called that had that had that indeed you have chosen to actually speak for you not to not to not to actually cast down laws or rules but to show your love in a rich way father there are some amazing people that are tuned in right now and there's a few people that don't know you and we ask that right now you give them the actual strength so that so that they know that they are safe in your arms not only safe in your arms but they're safe in the valley in jesus name we pray amen that hymn that pastor torian quoted it it continues and it says um 
I see his hand of mercy. I hear his voice of cheer. And just the time you need him. He's always near. Brother, thank you that even from 300 miles apart, over Zoom, over conferences, uh, you've brought Jesus near to my heart. Thank you. And to my family. And it's a joy to see what God's doing in you and through you. And uh, thanks for allowing us and blessing us today with your time. God bless you. you. Hey, you just heard the good news. And if you've received him for the first time today, would you text Jesus to the number below? You are not alone. You are not by yourself. We want to come alongside you and encourage you in your walk with Christ. As we encourage you in your walk with Christ, we're honest up front uh, that as you continue to walk with Christ, sometimes it's going to get hard and sometimes you're going to want to lose heart and sometimes you're going to grow weary. But when you grow weary, because you're not alone, uh, you can uh, get engaged with, with Jesus. Jesus, but you can engage with his people. Yes. We're going to encourage you to continue to trust the Lord and do good. And so if you're weary today and you're about ready to lose heart and you're about ready to give up, we want to challenge you to just trust the Lord and do good. And this week, you're going to have opportunity. What we know for sure is that this week, God's going to send you on a short-term mission trip. <laughs> as you go to the gym, as you go to the store, as you go to your school, your workplace, your neighborhood, you're going to have an opportunity to do good to those around you. And if you're wondering how you can do that, here are just a couple of opportunities. Yes, yeah, because of your faithfulness and obedient that we get to do this as Miami Valley Church. We get to make Jesus known in our homes, in our communities, in our neighborhoods, in this valley, and all over the world. And so thank you for your giving. Thank you. Uh, Last year we challenged, we we put out the challenge of make Jesus known, trust the Lord and do good challenge. And because of your faithfulness, we get to have opportunities just like the one you just saw. And so if you want to continue to trust the Lord and do good, this is one of the ways that we do that by giving God a portion back to him. It's his money. It's not our money. And by being obedient, being faithful and saying, God, this is your portion. We get to do things just like this through the ministry of Miami Valley Church, making Jesus known all over this valley and all over the world. One of the things I want you to think about today is when we talk about Go Global, We think about it oftentimes as going across seas, as as going to Southeast Asia, or going uh, to Africa, or wherever that may be. But Pastor just talked about uh, how we need to be on mission everywhere we go. And sometimes we don't think about going global as one state away, just like we got to see uh, where, where pastors in Michigan or Indiana or Kentucky, they are going, we are going global by partnering with them getting the good news of Jesus Christ out to this world, uh, maybe out to this country, maybe out to uh, our community. And so we need to think about mission different. Pastor, uh, it's not just, hey, I'm going to go on a mission trip uh, next year, you know, and you, you plan this great mission trip. Maybe God is calling us uh, to be on mission every single day, just like you talked about, uh, whether we're going to the grocery store, whether we're going uh, to drop our kids off at daycare, your words matter. And the way that you uh, react, uh, people see that. And so God wants to use us in in ways um, that are are tangible, that are going out every single day and sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. That's right. And so we continue to pray together, God, how would you have us share and show the love of Jesus. And my friends, it starts in your heart, moves into your home, it goes into your neighborhood, it goes into our valley, but it doesn't stop there. It goes to the next city, it goes to the next state, it goes to this country, and then it goes all the world. Jesus, uh, on one occasion, told his disciples, you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, your city, Judea, the surrounding area, uh, Samaria, the next state over, and to the ends of the earth. And we want to follow that 
great commandment that he's given us to make Jesus known all across the world. So where's Jesus calling you to share and show his love this week on the mission trip he's gonna send you on? Let's Mm -hmm. pray together. Father God, we thank you for those uh, across the sea that are making Jesus known. For those uh, in states just to our north, to our south, to our east, to our west, that are making Jesus known. Father, I thank you for the homes in this valley that are households of faith, that are making Jesus known in their neighborhood. And so God, I would just ask that this week as you send each of us, whether we're in Ohio or Iowa or Missouri or Texas or Pennsylvania or California, God, whether we're uh, somewhere in India or Nicaragua or Africa, God, wherever you have planted us, we are your missionaries. May we be faithful to share and show the love of Jesus. But God, may we also know that we can't do it alone, that we need to partner with uh, brothers and sisters in Christ all over this globe, uh, Father, to encourage one another because, God, as the uh, days seem to be getting worse and worse, we grow more tired and more weary, and we must not lose heart. So, God, this week as you give us opportunity, may we do good to everyone, especially those who are of the household of faith. Help us to share and show the love of Jesus uh, the way you would have us do it, where you've planted us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.